Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hello everyone out there. This is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast. And today I am joined by Kathy Rose. Kathy is, goodness, if you were to look at the professional pet grooming industry and start identifying some of the icons and some of the the pioneers of what we now know as today's current uh, pet grooming industry professional landscape, you would be uh, uh, remiss not to include Kathy in, in what you're seeing out there as far as the pioneers and the shapers and influencers in this industry. And um, we are going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about Groom Team USA. And Kathy, thank you for joining us today. And I know this is a topic that uh, uh, we're going to have a great deal of interest in. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Joe. I'm very happy to be here. Um, Groom Team USA is uh, passionate to my heart. And I've been involved with it for a long time, so I'm excited to share what I can on my thoughts and what's been happening. Well, and you know, when I, when I hear of Groom Team USA, you know, I've been in the industry since the mid-80s, and uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot about what Groom Team USA looks like and, and sounds like and, 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 and the influence that it has on the industry and such. Uh, but before we hop right into what it is that is Groom Team USA, why don't you tell the Hey Joe listener audience out there, our audience members, our listeners, um, a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I was, uh, start right with um, Groom Team USA. I was a four-time member, um, part of the first point tabulated team, and then three more teams after that, traveling teams helping um, Groom Team USA bring home three golds and a silver medal. Uh, I've been grooming for well over 30 years and have my own business um, salon. I built out three salons in Boynton Beach, Florida, and uh, still have my hands and hair every day, and I'm excited to do that. Well, and you know, it, we talk a lot at Paragon School of Pet Grooming and LearnToGroomDogs.com about professionalism in this industry. And, you know, I, I look around the landscape of professionals in this industry, and you are definitely one of those people, Kathy. Every time I see you, you are, uh, you present yourself so well, so professional. You are in the public eye. You're judging. You're, you're uh, emceeing. You're, you know, you're the, 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 the voice behind the microphone at a lot of the uh, a lot of the trade shows and grooming competitions. So, uh, uh, you know, if if I look at the consummate professional in this industry, um, I definitely see you as being part of that. So that's a, a a big nod to you. So thank you for doing that. Thanks, Joe. Um, I try, and it just sort of is my persona, to tell you the truth. It's not something I really design, but it's important to me. And I think that professionalism in our industry is extremely important. 
Yeah, and 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 for all of the Hey Joe listener audience members out there, you can uh, if you're if you're driving and you want to make some notes and don't definitely don't do that while you're driving. <laughs> but if you want to go back and listen to this episode, you can always do that and all of our previous episodes at paragonpetschool.com. And if you have any questions that you would like brought up in a future podcast episode, feel free to also email us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. So let's dive right into groom team. USA. And, you know, you'd be hard to miss these folks when you're at any type of trade show or, or even reading some of the industry trade publications and such, because they're, you know, they're always in the red, white, and blue jackets. And, 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 and there's a certain amount of pride. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I think before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit, Kathy, if you don't mind, kind of, kind of taking us in a little bit of a time machine back to the beginning or the roots of Groom Team USA, kind of the, how did it get started? And, and, Frankly, why did it get started? Well, it was a um, more than 30 years ago. I think it was in around 1987 or so. And um, one of our um, industry icons, Jerry Schinberg, uh, was traveling home from a trade show in uh, Great Britain. And uh, with him was a small group of Americans that attended together and were competing. And it was actually his inception to um, create what we now know as Groom Team USA. Um, The first official team uh, was actually formed a year later. Uh, I think that was around 88, something like that. And it was handpicked by a peer ballot system. Um, And these ballots were chosen Um, People actually sent a resume in, groomers, stylists who have been competing at the shows. There weren't that many at the time, but there were, you know, some intergroom, All-American, quite a few other ones. And so people began making a name for themselves and submitted a resume, and uh, they were chosen by um, peers and, and some of the movers and shakers of that time period. And those were the official first Groom Team USA team. They went to Windsor, England, and they brought home the gold. After that, it seemed uh, important to not handpick. There had to be a method to tabulate points and uh, earn a spot. Um, So that's when the first tabulated team formed. And again, we brought home the gold. Now, back in this time frame, the, um, the world team championships, they were rather small. There was maybe between six and 10 uh, groups of teams from various parts of the world, Italy, um, France, England, uh, to name a few. And then sometimes they even had a team called the rest of the world, where just a few stragglers from different countries got together and formed a team. But there was usually somewhere between six and 10 teams. And uh, Quite honestly, all thanks to some of the real mover shakers of that time, um, Jerry Schinberg, um, Shirley Calstone, Judy Breton, Terry DiMarino, created the Groom Team USA, which was the first organization anywhere ever to officially sponsor groomers to represent their country at internationally held competitions. And donations from manufacturers, companies, and individuals uh, support the travel expense of the team. 
So you're saying Groom Team USA then was the first of its kind then, and other countries started kind of seeing what you were doing and started kind of falling into place and, 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 and duplicating that inside their own countries. Is that right? So Groom Team USA was, was the pioneer. Absolutely. Um, I think that there were, you know, uh, groups in, in many countries in Europe that wanted to get together and create something, but the concept of actually having a sponsored official team hadn't quite, you know, gone around. It was actually quite some years later that it began to take off and to what it is today, um, you know, well over 30 years later, where we have uh, more than 25, sometimes 28 teams from um, teams from all over the globe. So, you know, when I, when I think of Groom Team USA, and, and I don't know, I, I guess, I don't know, this is a little bit of a, uh, not necessarily an outsider's perspective, but let's call me a, maybe an inside outsider's <laughs> perspective. There you go. I'm, in the, I'm in the industry, but I get to kind of view certain happenings in the industry. Um, and one of the, I think it's a really, cool phenomenon that is Groom Team USA in that I look at it and maybe maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I almost see it like being a parallel to the United States gymnastics team. I mean, and what a great timing, right? We've just started the year 2020 at the time of this recording and here Tokyo 2020 is coming up, the Summer Olympics, and we're going to see the best of the best athletes that are uh, uh, they, they, they work at becoming the best of the best and being recognized for that, but then they're handpicked. Well, they're not handpicked. I guess they earn their points, but, but just a limited number of them go and represent the country. And when I see Grim Team USA, I immediately think of the parallel to the United States gymnastics team. And I, I have two sons. I've said that before. I've got two boys. So I've never had daughters, but, uh, and not that it necessarily is only for females, but I, from a point of this reference is we've got some friends that have a daughter in gymnastics and a daughter in dance. And um, it is super competitive, um, but I, I, I see a whole lot of parallels. Am I seeing that correctly in that it's similar to that and how we represent ourselves in the grooming industry? Oh, I think you nailed it, Joe. I think um, we've always looked at uh, Groom Team USA as the Olympics of dog grooming competition world. And uh, as it's grown and expanded and gotten to the heights it's gotten to, we see even more of a parallel, um, the competitive spirit and, you know, everything that can be done. I absolutely agree with that. So, Kathy, when, when, when this group is put together every year and sometimes the same members are on the same are on the team for several years and we've seen some members come in and some and 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 go and some new members coming in so it's it is a little bit in flux but what when you look at groom team usa what is it what did it mean back in in the days when you were on the some of the first teams and even now with some of the 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 new members of groom team usa what does it mean to a groom team usa member to put on the jacket is that it's got to feel pretty cool well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the, the jackets have become a symbol of achieving the highest level that you can achieve in the pet grooming competition world. And I'm not saying that's all there is to pet grooming for sure, but in the competition of pet grooming, this is the highest goal that you can achieve. And to represent your country, to earn the point, um, to earn enough points to represent your country in international competition is 
really special. And every year, 10 members are recognized and they are presented with the jacket. And that's the top 10 point earning groomers. Uh, and they were presented with a jacket. Now this jacket cannot be purchased. It can only be earned. And do they get to so, keep their jacket after they maybe retire off of the team or do they hand it down to a, a new team member? No, it's a new jacket. Every, every, every year, new members will receive um, a new jacket. And, you know, they change over the years. These have our fabulous sponsors and um, uh, our, our premium sponsors are all listed on the jackets. So that will change every year. And once you have earned a jacket once, then you are entitled to continue to purchase jackets, but you may not give them away. You may not sell them. You may not uh, do any. These are strictly for those members that have competed and earned the top 10 points. Now, from the other competition aspect, um, there's the, the also travel team, and that is, that is something different, which we can get into um, in a bit. Right. Well, let's let's start kind of going into uh, the mechanics of Groom Team because you know one of the reasons why I am bringing this topic forward on the Hey Joe podcast for our audience is because we get asked this question quite a bit. It's come up in the Hey Joe uh, Hey Joe questions at ParagonPetSchool.com email. It's come up every time we're at a trade <laughs> show. Uh, uh, sometimes in telephone calls and such. So we get asked the question all the time: How do I become a Groom Team USA? Uh, uh, member or competitor. And bigger than that, sometimes people are just wanting to know a little bit more about it so that they can have that sense of American pride, USA pride to backing the top of the top in our industry. So let's maybe talk a little bit about the mechanics of it. So obviously you had pointed out, you had talked about points and you talked about earning and uh, 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 you talked about some funding, right? And how, how does the, the team get funding and such? And then also, you pointed out, well, there is a, 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 a smaller group inside this group, which is the travel team. So, so let's talk about let's talk about the comp the competitions and what is sanctioning and how does that work? Um, well, sanctioning was designed if you if you take a step back even from that and look at what our um, our mission is or our goals, uh, it will bring us on to sanctioning. And our mission for Groom Team USA is a vehicle to encourage uh, continued education, growth, pride, and competitive spirit within the pet styling industry. Now, to accomplish this, the internal structure of Groom Team needed to be molded and, and, and formed and fine-tuned. Rules, regulations, and protocols um, are needed to maintain a fair and equitable method to support this organization and tabulate points. It's an ongoing process and uh, with the help of many volunteers and sponsors over the years, uh, Groom Team has succeeded and continue to blossom. Now, a structured set of rules and guidelines for competitors, show promoters, and of course the board members has been created and established to sustain and provide point earning opportunities for those wishing to become team members. Mm. Um, and how we really started to mold that is to create a set of structured rules for the classes. And what we now do back in uh, uh, 2015, we 
created four classes that are accepted. And these four classes were modeled after the World Team Championships, uh, which actually utilize these exact classes. So over the years, competitive grooming industry evolves and we have to evolve as well. Now those four classes are um, hand stripping, sporting and setters, poodles, and purebred scissoring. And every show in order to be sanctioned must hold those four classes independently so that the groomer has an opportunity to earn points. Um, as far as sanctioning goes, the show promoters have to exhibit uh, sustainability so that we can actually um, grant them sanctioning. Early history kind of showed us that this was important. Uh, so shows could not just pop up randomly and convolute the port point calculation. So a show must really run successfully for two years prior to even applying for sanctioning. So it sounds like in the establishment of not only the point system, but also the class system and the show system. But you're, you know, when I look at grooming, when I look at professional pet grooming, I know there's, there's, I've often said it's just, it's, it's artistry, right? And it just happens to do with pets. And, you know, there's a lot of, of, of uh, 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 subjective opinions out in, in dog grooming. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, differences of opinion on how we get to a finished product and such, but it's not necessarily the technique to get to the finished product. I mean, of course, safety and, you know, things of that sort are, are, are paramount. But what you're saying is that you had to create something so that it wasn't a popularity contest. It was based on objective, uh, provable systems. Absolutely, Joe. Um, and early on, we, you know, we kind of found a lot of this out through trial and error. Again, we're, we're more than 30 years old, uh, and it's, we're still learning, um, always. I, I, I figure, you know, when somebody's cup is full, they, they don't want to learn anymore. Well, my cup will never be full, and as far as I'm concerned, groom team's cup will never be full because we're always learning and trying to, um, to do better with everything. Um, now, as far as the subjectivity, that's absolutely correct. And, and you don't want it to just be a popularity contest. And sometimes, you know, people say, oh, well, that person always wins or that person always wins. But quite honestly, they're just bringing their game to the table. Right. And, and on a previous podcast, I interviewed Victor Rosado, who uh, in my book is one of the tops, you know, certainly one of the top performers in the, in, in the business and, and um, you know, being part of groom team, he talked about that. And really what we talked about was how to prepare for competition. And he admitted being shy and, and, and that the competition world actually brought him out of his shell. So, you know, part of this is, you know, just a competitive nature that, that it brings out and it's not for everybody. Is that right? Absolutely, Joe. Um, not, not everybody is competitive and it can become very stressful. And those that, you know, may suffer from some anxiety or, or, or um, are um, not strong with accepting uh, critiques and, or having their work judged, um, probably 
isn't the right venue for them to um, share their grooming expertise. Maybe teaching is a better way to do it, or just their everyday grooming in their salons. But not everybody loves competing. Uh, going to the shows and learning, there are so many opportunities to, to learn at every show. There's excitement. There's, you know, it, with, with worldwide grooming competitions, you, you make friends for life all over the world. Uh, career building opportunities. There's, there's just so much that can be offered um, through going to trade shows and learning more. But for the competition, it's a, it takes a special, a special and unique uh, strength, I think. So, you know, Kathy, that brings me then to my, to, to a real important, this is what we get asked all the time. And I don't have a simple answer. There's probably not a simple answer for what appears to be a simple question. And that is, Groomers come up to me all the time and they say, Joe, or, or they come up to the Paragon team or the Learn to Groom team at the trade shows and, and or even they'll email us in and they'll say, I want to know, how do I become a Groom Team USA member? So how, if you're asked that, how do you answer that? How do I answer that? I think that, um, first of all, I think after I, I did have the chance to, to listen to Victor's great podcast and he's uh, actually he's he, he had some excellent information and if you really really um enjoy grooming and you have a competitive spirit then going to the trade shows and learning what it's all about and taking the time to accept um structured critiques to learn more and to understand what you have to compete with, what the rules are. Uh, it takes a special type of person, um, but mostly to look up the sanctioned shows to become a Groom Team USA member. Anybody, by the way, anybody can go to the Groom Team USA meetings um, and events and functions that we have at many of the trade shows, usually at least four to five, sometimes even six shows. We have uh, uh, lots of different events, and we generally hold meetings as well. And those are open to anybody, even if you're not uh, a competitor, just to learn more about what Groom Team is all about. It's, it's not necessarily just about being in a competition. And uh, donations and, and, and help to, you know, work with the board of directors and offer um, – uh, help at the auctions and the booth is always cherished, absolutely cherished. So there's lots of things that can be done to actually start. You actually have to enter sanctioned competitions and points are calculated um, by the number of competitors that you defeat. Um, it only comes from the open level. So to get started, generally people start off in either the, either the, uh, entry division or intermediate division and build their way up. And if they decide that competing is for them and they get the, the bug, so to speak, <laughs> then they continue on and they continue to excel. And it means taking, you know, a little bit of lumps here and there uh, and it's hard work and it's not inexpensive either. But uh, once you move up to open division, the um, contestant, the, the show promoter will 
turn in the results to the board, uh, the groom team board, with the number of contestants in each class and with the placements. Groom team then awards points based on a predetermined table. For instance, um, if there's only two contestants in the open division class, um, for whichever class it is, then only first place will receive one point. If there's, say, uh, 21 to 25 contestants, first place would receive 11 points, second would receive 10 points, and third would receive nine points. Um, groom team also awards points for bonus points for best in show. Um, so that's the way to begin is to just go to some of the meetings that we hold, learn about it. You can uh, go to the Facebook page. Uh, actually, the Facebook group is probably your best bet. Uh, we've had both a page and a group and you become a member of the group. Very, we accept everybody. We, we encourage it. And you can see a running um, up-to-date schedule of the top point earners for each and every class. So, you know, it's interesting, and I want to I kind of just hit the pause button just one moment. I'd like to unpack something I thought was just so profound that you talked about or you mentioned. And you may or may not realize I, I, that I, how profound it might be, but you talked about these general meetings that are held at the trade show. So yes, if a, if a person is inclined to at least find out more information about competing in general, but while they're at the shows, not only learning how to take constructive criticism and kind of learning the ins and outs of the competition world before they jump in, but you talked about being able to attend these meetings. They're open to anybody that's there. And what's interesting about that is I think sometimes, uh, I don't know, but I hope that what that does is that lets people know that this isn't just an elite group of talented professionals, but it's also an open group, which means you can learn from these folks. You can go to the meetings. You can talk to the board of directors. You can, these, in fact, I've actually sat in on some of these meetings and what's really great, everybody, not only the Groom Team USA uh, uh, competitors and the people wearing the jackets, but also the board of directors loves to talk to people who are interested in learning more about Groom Team. Absolutely, Joe. And um, at, at the shows that we have a booth, we generally have a meeting um, as well. So when we have a booth, as I said, we, we don't do every show because it's, you know, we have to watch our, our pennies, you know, because <laughs> we have to be able to support the team. But um, at these shows, we generally have the meeting. Uh, we, when we have a booth, Anytime when you're at a trade show, you can come by the groom team booth. We have merchandise. Um, the who's ever working the booth, our um, uh, trade show um, uh, representative uh, right now, which is uh, Annette Quick or myself or Terry or any any one of us um, is standing by to be able to talk with you or talk with competitors, give you information. Um, we're open books and we would love to see more interest in more people. And we encourage the growth and the competitive spirit. And we encourage um, any groomer that would just like more information, even if they don't want to compete, just to find out more. Uh, you can never learn too much. Right. Well, and if nothing else, just to become a bigger fan of Groom Team USA. Absolutely. Just to be a supporter. So let's talk a moment about a, a, a form of support. And you talked about the expense 
of of being you know of being groomed team USA. And obviously, as you start learning competition, as you start learning to compete and you start competing on your own, you have to get yourself to the trade shows. And, you know, there are costs and entry costs and things like that. And sometimes if you're good, you win some money back, right? Um, but um, you talked about traveling, let's say you land on groom team, let's say you've earned your spot in groom team. How does groom team support itself? You, you've told me before, it's a nonprofit organization. So how does Groom Team financially function? Groom Team is financially supported solely from sponsorships from the, uh, the large um, uh, companies that you see at the trade shows, uh, starting with our top sponsor, which is the American Kennel Club which um, they are what we call our presenting sponsor. And they are the ones that actually uh, get their name to be uh, used as they're presenting Groom Team USA at the World Championships. And there are many other sponsors, uh, Clipper companies. Um, uh, we have a, a pet insurance. There's, there, there's just so many shampoo companies. And they donate. Uh, money and it's a lot of money because it takes a lot of money to send a team every two years and to help um, support the, the booth at the shows. Uh, trade shows usually will donate the booth space to us. It's also by cash donations, uh, sales from products in our booths. We hold uh, raffles, which you can uh, have the opportunity to um, win something with a donation. Um, so it is 100% funded by donations through manufacturers, companies, individuals. And it, it's, it's really turned into a very fine-tuned business organization. You know what I like about that is that, that at every level, the industry is supporting Groom Team USA. And, and I see, again, kind of that parallel back to the USA Gymnastics team and, you know, uh, and, and, and how the, the top of the top, how proud are we as a country and as an industry to put our top of the top out there in the world for, comp for competing? And, and being somebody that has had the uh, uh, pleasure of leading large uh, grooming teams uh, in, 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 you know, in the commercial space at high-end pet resorts or, or uh, doggy daycare facilities, grooming spas, things like that. I know that n not everybody understands and can appreciate just the, the, the importance it is to have this international, uh, uh, international influence and uh, that is Groom Team USA. So the, the, the average or common groomer out there, that's who we're speaking to today at the, uh, on the Hey Joe podcast is it's, it's, it's great to have pride and it's great to have, uh, 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 to know that this is going on, but it's also a sense of uh, pride in supporting Groom Team USA as well. So let's talk a little bit about the results of Groom Team USA. And in and, and, and our show prep, you brought up two really great points and I wanted to kind of unpack those a little bit for our audience today. And again, just a reminder, we're talking with Kathy Rose, uh, all about Groom Team USA. And you can learn, listen to this particular episode uh, as a replay or any of our previous episodes at paragonpetschool.com. 
uh, and you can also uh, access it uh, uh, and, and you can watch some of Kathy. Kathy, I forgot to even mention, you're a learntogroomdogs.com training expert as well. So if you want to see Kathy in action, uh, consider a membership over at learntogroomdogs.com. Uh, but as we start talking about some of the results of what Groom Team has done on the in, uh, for the industry, part of it is the influence on people. So um, you, you made a point of saying, there's a lot of folks out there whose careers have been enhanced or guided by the existence of Groom Team USA. Do you mind letting us know a little bit more about what your thought process there was? Well, if you think about this for like um, over the past 30 years, Groom Team, which is a nonprofit organization, as we said, has grown into an internationally recognized well-oiled machine. Uh, other countries emulate our structured methods, our rules, and we continue, continue to uh, provide assistance to other countries that seek our help. Um, since organized inception of the first official team more than 30 years ago, Groom Team USA has achieved international recognition of winning more gold and more silver, silver medals than any other country in the world. Wow, that's really great. Now, Groom Team, um, the entries are funded, as we said, by donation. But not only do does the entire world of the pet grooming industry see this, but um, camaraderie is built, self-esteem. Uh, I know for me personally, um, when I first started grooming, you know, my father would always ask me, he says, well, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> and the first time I offered to pay my parents' way over to Europe, they said, oh, I guess she made it. And, oh, that's you spectacular. Know, <laughs> so it's, you know, but it's truly a self-esteem builder. And I think um, some of the other podcast interviews uh, had mentioned about being shy. And, I, well, it pulled me out of my box because I'm actually kind of a shy person, too, unless I've got my hands on a dog or uh, I'm out in the world. So lifelong friendships worldwide it's, are made. Uh, career building opportunities, as you mentioned, uh, when you become, you know, the top in your, um, you know what I like to liken it to sometimes is, is when you really, you know, make it all the way in the competition world, you're kind, you can become kind of a, a, a big fish in a little pond. And, it really opens up doors for, you know, representing companies or getting sponsors. And so there's, there's just so much uh, that can enhance your career um, when you work toward or work with uh, an organization like Groom Team. And you know, what's, you know what's interesting that you mentioned there is that there's a lot of professional pet groomers out there. And, you know, for any of you audience members that are out there listening, you know who you are. There's a lot of us out there that it, it's, it's sort of like, and I've, I've called it before, it's like Groundhog Day for pet grooming, right? So today is the same as it was yesterday, and tomorrow will be the same as it is today. And it means we, we come in, we turn on the lights, we turn on our clippers, and we go to work, and we do six, seven, eight, ten dogs, and it's just wash, rinse, repeat, literally in our career, one day to the next. And it can get mundane and it can get exhaustive, not telling the groomers out there anything you don't know. But you also know that it has an expiration date because it is to Dr. Matt Finney's credit, another Hey Joe podcast guest. Uh, this is an athletic career, which means it's 
physical and you can only do it for so long. So what is in your long-term picture and competing and potentially becoming a Groom Team USA uh, uh, international competitor can pave a new path in your career that is a little bit different than just working yourself to exhaustion and to sometimes physical inability and having to retire from the business early. So I love that lifelong friendships, lifelong uh, uh, camaraderie. You know what I really like about it too, Kathy, that you mentioned is that it's constructive criticism. So I would believe that it helps people achieve, and this is just competing in general, right? But it helps people achieve a level that they might not have been able to do on their own. It's like an island in, you know, ABC pet grooming out there on their own. Absolutely, Joe. And, you know, early on in in my career, I I had always strived to learn as much as I could. And quite honestly, I learned, um, you know, I'm back one of the old school groomers that is self-taught. And I learned in the competition ring. And doing that, um, absolutely, you know, you're getting critiques from some of the most knowledgeable uh, judges in the world. And, you know, n- not everybody will, will agree with what you've done on your particular model dog that you're, you're working on. But you take what you want and what you can use and you leave the rest. And it really helps to improve. And what it taught me is that the, the, the compet- there's a far less burnout rate with groomers, as you mentioned about, you know, the mundane wash, rinse, repeat, and all that. But there's far less burnout rate with groomers that continue to learn, and especially competitors, because what I found is I would go to a show, and I would compete, and I would take pictures, and I would look at the other dogs, I would watch some other grooming, and I would learn. I would take the critique from whatever judge was going over my dog, and I'd go home, and then every dog in my salon, even if it wasn't the ideal, you know, might it be a mutt. It, it, it wouldn't matter what it, what it was, but every dog became a practice dog. And therefore, it boosted my excitement every day to continue to groom dogs. I can so there's, tell it boosts really... your excitement just in what you're talking about. Your octave just went up like three degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's the excited. truth. And I think, yeah, I think if you ask um, uh, most successful competitors, they started out the same way. Nobody just jumps right in, um, you know, winning right off the bat. I was fortunate that I actually did. Uh, I never in my entire career went to a show without winning something. But um, of course, this started 30 years ago, and the shows weren't as big, and the grooming wasn't as good. <laughs> well, and to your point, that's how we've evolved, because we have these structured processes that are put in place to help push people. Because, you know, at the, at the time when this podcast is being recorded, you know, other than the pet owner's uh, establishment of accountability for quality in such of our work as pet grooming professionals, um, we don't have a, uh, uh, outside of some obvious reasoning, we don't have uh, 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 governmental regulations or stipulations yet imposed on our, on our industry. So without accountability from some of what we would expect, uh, uh, some sources we would expect accountability to come from, we're kind of accountable or we set our own accountability. And 
putting yourself in that vulnerable position and in that state of being accountable actually pushes the entire industry, toes the entire industry behind. So that is, uh, 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 that's a real important point to make out as well. So uh, if, if this conversation with Kathy is uh, inspiring you at all, even, even to just even consider competing and maybe even competing on a world stage like Groom Team USA, then we've done our job. Uh, if, it, if it helps you get better at what you do and, and, and helps you feel more fulfilled. So here's what I would encourage you to do as a Hey Joe listener audience out there. Go to the paragonpetschool.com website and, and listen to this episode, share it with your team members and such. Consider a membership and learn to groomdogs.com so that you can watch some of the industry's top talent. Um, and, 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 and we, we, Kathy, I know that you have been a training expert for learn to groom dogs.com for several years now. And we receive comments all the time that that's where competitors will kind of hone their skills because they have access to 40 or so training experts to watch different methods of proper grooming and enhanced grooming techniques to get them ready so that they are not going in blind. So that coupled with, uh, what Kathy had said earlier, which is the approachability of the top competitors. Kathy, would you say that if somebody went to a, uh, a trade show where groom team members are at and they're, they've got their jackets on and they're walking on, they're approachable. I mean, we want somebody to go up and tug on their jacket nicely and ask some questions. Isn't that right? Oh, I think so. Um, with, with one, one, caveat to that is if they're if it looks like they're walking really fast and they've got a dog in tow and they've got a grooming bag in their hand that means they're in a hurry to get on stage uh, for either a presentation um, an instructional um, a class or a very important competition so if if one can use just like a, a, a common sense when you see them um, if they're just kind of meandering around, absolutely. Or if you see anyone standing at the groom team booth, absolutely. Uh, just got to kind of use a little um, right, right. Of modicum course. of common. No, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. And also, but, but definitely maybe attend the, the general session as well, because the ones I've sat in on, there's a lot of, there's a lot of groom team members that are in those, in those meetings as well. So I've seen a lot of little breakout conversations that happen between you know, the, 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 the grooming, uh, uh, the attendee of a grooming show, wanting to pick the brains of some of the best of the best. So Kathy, so what's next for groom team? Is there, are there anything, are there any, you know, is it, is it upward and onward? Do we continue to try to, we're just going to continue to try to dominate the world stage. What, uh, uh, anything coming down the pipe for groom team? Well, as you might know or not, um, we have our next World Team Championship coming up, uh, and it got postponed. This is the, the World Team Championships are currently being uh, basically organized by the EGA, which is the European Groomers Association, and the next World Championships will be held in Dijon, France on May 31st of 2020. So right as we speak, we are um, uh, creating our airfares. We've reserved our hotels for our team. We're trying to coordinate um, uh, us all getting over there as a team together with our flags and our banners. And we certainly, you know, 
hope to bring home the gold, but even if it, it were not to happen, you wouldn't believe the excitement of going to one of these events. Um, the, 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 the roaring of the crowds and the flags waving from all the different countries is absolutely awe-inspiring. And when you, you might be able to have seen some of the videos of past uh, events that um, I think Barkley had produced or a couple of different people had produced, and it's very exciting. So we are looking forward to Dijon, France on May 31st, and we plan on bringing home that gold medal trophy. Well, I will tell you what, I'm going to ask for a commitment from you right now. I'm going to put you on a spot. And I would love to have you back on. Now, you've got a lot to do between now and then, so I'm not going to bug you, right? Because you've got that dog in tow, and you're walking real fast. <laughs> so, um, But would you come back on as a podcast guest and let us know how the competition went and maybe have a recap after you get back and, and the dust settles? You bet you, Joe. Um, it's very exciting, and uh, I'll be over there. Um, uh, we, I think we actually have, uh, you know, we have our top, top four members plus our alternate, um, which will be, you know, bringing dogs. And they also have individual uh, classes a couple of days before. So there's some exciting things. But we also have a team of cheerleaders going um, from our industry. Some of our top founders, they're going to be there. I think there's about 18 or 19 of us all together. So we'll have quite a large uh, uh, team of people there just to cheer and help and show moral support for Groom Team USA, and also to visit with friends from all over the world. It's very exciting, and I'd be delighted to come back and uh, talk about it. Well, that's great, Kathy. Know that we're all behind you. We're all rooting for you if we're not there personally, and uh, you've got the support, probably even a bigger support now since you were kind enough to come on to this episode of the Hey Joe podcast and give us a, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of how Groom Team USA started, its mission, uh, uh, that kind of the mechanics of it and the results of Groom Team. So good luck in the May competition uh, in France. And uh, uh, we look forward to having you back on an episode after you get home. So Kathy, thank you very much and take care. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me.